0: Are you ready? Hello. Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast. A podcast that seeks to answer the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective? This is in our own lives and the world. The What Are We Even Doing Here podcast is part of the Christian Podcast community. And my name is Daryl and I'm here with my wife Karen. My daughter Rue is in the room as well, and baby.
1: Why do we always have to list everything that's in the room? Because people want
0: to know what's in the room. There's a chair in
1: here. (laughs) All the living two couches.
0: One of those couches rolls out. Where's Rachel? Rachel is not here. She's in her crate because (gasps) Rachel's the dog, by the way, not a person that we put in the crate. Still, and some would say that's cruel. She's still a little crazy, so she's a nap. we didn't want her to keep barking and say, Throw the ball! Throw the ball! Throw the ball! Throw the ball! Throw the, the ball! Throw uh, Yeah, so she is... We taught her to say that. ...in the crate, yeah. <laughs> she sounds just like that when she... Throw the ball! Like a grumpy old man.
1: dog. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, what are we even doing here today, Karen?
1: Well, I thought we'd chat about how you like to go Saturday mornings to Planned Parenthood. Oh. Well, I wouldn't say I'd like to go there. annoy people. Yeah. For a few hours. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I thought we'd just talk about that. Sure, we'll and, talk uh, about that. Some... Some reasons that you do it, mm-hmm. um, some some reasons you feel compelled, and then also go over a lot of the criticisms that you get for doing that.
0: Cool. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. So, yeah. today I wasn't sure if I was going to... Well, today's Saturday when we're recording. I only wanted to say that because I might say today <laughs> I went, but uh, so today I did go. Uh, and I thought I was not going to be able to go because I thought I had to work, but I didn't have to work, so I took the time to say, hey, I'm going to go. Say hey. Hey, I'm <laughs> going go to go to the abortion mill and try to share the love of Jesus, and we also bring uh, information about another women's health clinic that actually will help these women way beyond the birth of the child so they'll help them if they want to do an adoption process fostering and they also provide education if they haven't graduated high school they help them get their ged and up to three years they will also give aid to the family so we go there with with options but every i
1: was gonna say like later later on one of the one of the criticisms you do get is that people will say you know what, what are you doing? You just go there and shout at people, and, mm-hmm. you, and you're not helping them. Right.
0: But, yeah, so we offer help, but I'm still, every Saturday that I get up that I'm available to go, I don't want to go. So it's not something <laughs> yeah. I like to do, and I hope one day I don't have to do it anymore that nobody has to go and stand for life outside an abortion mill. Abortion should be illegal, no matter what the circumstances, and we just need jesus to put that sin of abortion under his feet and he will i believe he will eventually but he uses means to do that and he uses the church to do that so the church has to stand up the church has to raise up people within it within the local churches to go out and preach the gospel and share the message of jesus christ and to bring alternatives to the situation so it's not just going out there, like you said, we, we're bringing an, an alternative, but the church, I believe also needs to step up and provide more of an alternative, more ways to to, to bring adoption to the issue and things like that. But even when we offer these other things, mm-hmm. the sinful, evil heart will still say things like, I can never give my baby up for adoption, or they just don't want to listen to you. They don't want to take this way out. They'd rather kill their baby. But one of the verses from the Bible, since we are a Christian podcast, I'm going to read from the Bible. One of the verses that compels me to go is Proverbs 24, verses 11 to 12. And I'm going to read from the NASB, the non-Armandian standard Bible. It says, deliver those who are being taken away to death and those who are staggering to slaughter. Oh, hold them back. If you say, see, we didn't know this, does he not consider it? who weighs the heart and does he not know it who keeps the soul and he will not render to man and, and will he not render to man according to his work so we are to hold back yeah. and deliver those being taken away to death a we'll hold back those being delivered to slaughter is another translation of this so those who are being delivered to slaughter right there we know what's happening is babies are being murdered Planned Parenthood I believe the statistic is about 3000 babies a day on average. Overall in America 3000 a day are murdered ripped out of the womb. Mm-hmm. And it's not like an unpainful process either. I mean people will say oh well you know if it's early enough they don't feel pain. Well they also give out the like one of the one of these pills that is an abortif abortifacient. I don't know if I'm I'm saying that properly. But yeah. basically the, that process is an abortion that happens at home. They give you this pill and then the woman goes home, takes the pill. And then after a couple of days, she actually, you know, in the bathroom, the to, baby yeah. comes out. And, and, and so, so they're still ending the life of a child. And then later on, if if it's later in the pregnancy, just the hor- horrific ways that it, that it happens, tearing these babies limb from limb. So this morning when I was out there, uh, so I got there early, and Rich, who's another pastor, he was out there, and he he gets there early when he, when he comes, and he's usually talking to these women, because they line up before the clinic opens to get in. Usually, they, I guess they have appointments, but they also take walk-ins up to a certain time until they, they're full. Uh, so Rich was there handing out information to a clinic that actually helps these women, and I got there, and usually when I get there, I don't talk to them, but I felt compelled today to, to start speaking to them. And I, the first thing I said was, did Rich tell you why we're here? And nobody answered. There's about 10 to 12 women. And I said, well, we're just here to share the love of Jesus with you. That's why we're here. We're here because we care about you. We're here because we want to give you an alternative. If you're here to have an abortion, if you're here to kill your child today, there is alternatives. And so we, you know, Rich, I already saw that, handed out the information. And I said, we also want to share the love of Jesus Christ with you because there is forgiveness. If you've had an abortion in the past, you can be forgiven. You must trust in Jesus Christ. And we shared the gospel with them. I share the gospel. And, you know, I shared some of my story and my past and what I came through. Um, and, you know, I asked as well, I said, is anybody a Christian here? And nobody answered that question. <clears throat> and somebody asked me. Like, the one person that interacted during that said, do you guys get paid to come here? And I was like, no, ma'am. Because I thought that was a weird question. Like, who would pay me to come here? (laughs) Like, But, so I I shared with them, and, you know, nobody had any negative reaction. They just didn't have any reaction. Very cold stares. And, you know, they went in. And then, after a few minutes... uh, Two women came out. I guess they were just there for a, an appointment. And this happened last week, too. Somebody asked me this question. They said, do you think that everybody that comes here is coming here for an abortion? And I said, no. We, we know that not everybody's coming here for that. But bottom line is that w- is what this place does. This place kills babies. So no matter what you come here for, you're still part of that. That's like. And I told the one lady today, I said, that's like saying, oh, I get good medical care at this Nazi clinic that's also gassing Jews. Like, yeah, Jeff Durbin always says, I'm sure Auschwitz served a nice chicken soup, but (laughs) they were still, at the end of the day, killing Jews, saying these Jews aren't people, they're Jews, we can kill them. And that's exactly what Planned Parenthood and all these abortion mills do. They say, these babies aren't humans, we can kill them. So no matter what you're going there for, like, I know that not everybody goes there for an abortion. They put these places in these cities where people don't have medical care, so they go there and they have, get like free clinic time. So I know that and, but that's part of their hook. That's part of like what they'll say to get government money as well and to continue being, you know funded by the taxpayer dollar. But at the end of the day, there's babies being murdered there, a thousand babies a day by Planned Parenthoods across America. So that's why I go to number one, share the gospel, give people, because I want people's souls to be saved, and also hopefully that they don't kill their baby.
2: Andrew Rappaport's Rap Report is a podcast providing biblical interpretations and applications. It is a ministry of striving for eternity and part of the Christian podcast community. We provide a biblical view of cultural events, discuss how to apply God's word to the Christian life, address issues that concern the church, and we even take some time to offer a correct understanding of those commonly misinterpreted passages of scripture. You will hear from great guests like Justin Peters, Todd Friel, J. Warren Wallace, and Gabe Andrew has the Rap Report Daily, which is a two minute Monday through Friday podcast, and then the longer Rap Report podcast for more content. Subscribe to both today by searching for Rap Report on any podcast app spelled RAPP Report or click the podcast link at strivingforeternity.org.
1: So, what would you say to people that say to you that that is a unloving way to reach people? Like, why... You've heard the, the um, criticism, like, why why go there and make a spectacle?
0: Right. Uh, well, I think where we go and how we do it... I say we, there's like maybe four of us that show up. But it's not a big spectacle. Like, it hasn't been. Maybe occasionally when people from out of town have come and, and made a ruckus and did like what was called a Red Rose Rescue, which I don't agree with how they did that. That was... You know, a bad thing, I believe, not the way I would do it. But when we go, what I want to project is that we're there because we love them, right? So, anywhere Mm -hmm. you go and do open air evangelism or any evangelism, we need to go where people are. We need to go fishing where there's fish. So, that's one place you can go where you know that you're definitely going to have people going in there that probably aren't Christians, who probably haven't professed faith in christ or if they have they need to be still called to repentance and to walk out the christian life because yeah christians can slide and and make a mistake and and maybe still murder their child in that way but we need christians also going there to warn them of the wrath and not to take god's love for granted but that's where people are that's where babies are being murdered so i can't sit at home and like pray for a solution or, or wait for the government to change it cuz that's not going to happen anytime soon. So ministries like endabortionnow.com with Jeff durbin and the people from Apologia what they do I think they've they've saved a number of babies by going. If they're not going then these babies aren't going to get saved. So that's why we go and they've also brought a tremendous amount of people to Christ. And anytime you preach Christ, you know you'll get the criticism. Like, how many people have you, you know, led to the Lord? Every single mm-hmm. person out there today. There's there's twelve women, and there was a few men. They heard the gospel. They were led to the Lord. Now it's up to God to make that seed grow in their heart. And once that happens, there will be repentance, and they will hopefully stand out there with us. That's what I told them today. I was like, I you need to be born again. You need to repent, and you need. God to change your heart. And once that happens, you won't want to come and get medical help from a clinic like this. You will be standing on this side with us. Good, but it's it's up to God to save people. But yeah, we get criticism. Is that the way to do it? I don't know. Well, maybe that's not the way you would do it, but that's the way I feel called to do it. And again, I don't want to go out there. I look for the, forward yeah. to the day when that clinic is shut down, and I don't have to go there anymore.
1: And I think what they see on... Social media, like the videos they do see probably on YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of them that aren't doing it in a loving way, right. per se. I and mean, they're not always... Not that so s- there's any perfect way to do it, but...
0: And they're not I mean, always seeing the whole video either. Right. So they'll see a clip of somebody preaching, but they're not seeing the conversations that are going on as well. Right. You know, there's there's more to it than just what they see. Yeah. But it's confrontational, so it's gonna not look pretty sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm. There's
0: gonna be confrontation. We again, we've been blessed out there where we go that there hasn't been a huge amount of confrontation. Just one time, you know, that I've noticed, the most aggressive person was somebody who pulled up their van. and was like yeah. telling me not to judge to do this in my own neighborhood, while the whole time she's judging me. <laughs> so it's it's an effective way. I mean, it might not be effective how people.
1: I mean, I think, think it is pragmatically,
0: like, but I mean, how more effective can you be? You're going right where the violence is happening.
1: Right. And you don't know who, I know we've said this before, because this this topic isn't going away anytime soon, but how do you know who you're seeing out there in the world is thinking of doing this mm-hmm. until they come there, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, like how can They're they find out information a, about this this? Yeah free women's health clinic that will help you have your baby and then give you options of adoption and things like that. How will they know that if like, if I don't go and, and give this t- to them?
1: Right. <laughs>
0: but we need more people out there. We need more Christians to step up to the plate. I mean,
1: we do, yeah. Like,
0: especially where, where we go, there's like... Me and Pastor Rich could only do so much this morning, and then some Roman Catholics show up, and most of them just walk back and forth and pray the Rosary. They're not engaging, doing any like sidewalk counseling, or and they don't have the gospel as it is. I appreciate that they're out there, you know, to kind of have numbers. And I I know like if something went down, they'd have my back. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: we need more people to step up from local churches, local gospel preaching, Bible believing churches, to go out. You know, the harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. So we pray for more workers. We need more workers. God, raise up more workers, please.
1: And there are, like, some Christians that feel like this is a political issue and we shouldn't get involved. But I think we do need to get involved in stuff like this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: As Christians, we do need to fight for for just laws. We do need to fight for... Helpless people that are getting murdered.
0: Yeah, yeah. The like, most, the they, most the innocent most, yeah, people the in-, in our society, you know, aren't, aren't being protected. They're just being put out there. So, well, it's millions since 1973, since Roe v.ersus Wade. I think 65 million. So, yeah, we need to protect them. And there's something else that apology and uh, and abortion now has been doing is going to their local. Municipalities going to the local, like, mayors, what is it, what town meetings?
1: Oh, right, yeah.
0: And they have people that, you know, it's an open forum and they'll get like three minutes to bring up a topic. So they've been bringing up this abortion, calling their leaders, their government leaders to repent. Because in Arizona and probably most states in the United States already have it on the books that a murder is illegal, so they're calling them on that and say, "Abortion's already illegal in this state. You need to enforce this law." Roe versus Wade was a decision, a Supreme Court decision. It wasn't a law. It's not a law. Right. So they're doing that, and they're encouraging other local churches to get involved in that as well. So maybe one day I'll have the courage to go to. to a the state and do that I don't know but but some people need to get involved I believe people want to I believe Christians want to get involved they're just scared and that's fine I'm scared too
1: <laughs> it is scary because uh, all the news you see just Christians getting in trouble for mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean they're they're seen as just being hateful
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know so you're afraid to say anything but yeah you gotta like you said last podcast not worry about the consequences
0: if we want to you know it's it's cliche these days where people will say you know let's be the church or i don't want to play church anymore well if you don't want to play church anymore then we got to get in the game somehow you yeah. know and, and if you're not called to go to the mill then don't but i know there's christians that are that aren't going like there's got to be like
1: yeah
0: and just just go even if it's once a month Like just go out there. You want to go with Daryl. Just go out and and hold hold a sign. You can hold a sign, and it doesn't have to. I hold the sign that says "babies are murdered here," and on the other side it says "we will adopt your baby." You don't have to hold that sign, but just just, we need some bodies out there. We need some prayer prayer warriors out there, and not just rosary prayer warriors. We need prayer warriors out there. We need we need some women out there as well. (laughs) Because <laughs> it's just – usually, guys, there's been a few women out there uh, handing some stuff out, handing information out. Um, some of them are, again, Roman Catholic. They're praying the rosary. But if it's just a majority of the time, me and two other guys – and that's what we'll get to. Oh, well, you're men. You don't understand well, I, how do you know my story? You don't know my story. Now you're judging yeah. me and saying, I don't understand this. You don't know.
1: Well, a lot of women just like to cut out men altogether and be like, you, you don't have a say on this issue because it's not your body, which is ridiculous.
0: Right. And that was the whole argument <laughs> with Roe versus Wade is and yeah. the feminist movement. And mm-hmm. well, you know, because guys it's aren't stepping up and either. being men and they're just walking away. So women want to be able to just walk away. Instead of calling men out and being like, no, these men need to step up and be fathers, they've been going the other way and saying, well, if, if you don't have to be a father, then I don't have to be a mother, therefore I should be able to kill this thing that's inside of me. And that's, that's kind of the mentality at right. the end of the day. Instead of, no.
1: If you're going to be selfish, I'll be selfish too. Yeah. And, that, and, and that's another, that's just a root problem that men aren't being raised to be men.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and that, that comes from perpetual fatherlessness as well. So a lot of places these clinics are placed in are like underprivileged areas, uh, inner yeah. cities, where there's a lot of fatherlessness. So it perpetuates that. So then like... Maybe these women are like, well, I don't want my baby to grow up without a father, so I'll, I'll just end its life. Yeah,
1: so it's the cycle that keeps going. And... Mm-hmm.
0: So we, that's another prayer that the church has to pray, is that families are restored. It's, it's, if you, you look at what God created first, was family. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve, and then... They were dysfunctional. (laughs) Cain and Abel, you know, one brother kills another brother. So we see that Satan still tries the same tricks and the same deception that's break up the family. And once that happens then societies break down. Does it work? Churches break down. And it, it just we need strong families. We need God to raise up strong families and it starts with the strong father, strong mother raising godly children, to continue that cycle, to go out and and to conquer the world for Christ.
1: Yeah, overall, the church isn't as involved as it should be. The government's goal is to tear families apart. Mm. So, like, through their schools, mainly, that's their main agenda, like, through public schools, keeping you separate from your child, even before school age, And, you know, encouraging you to keep secrets from your parents and everything is, is, um, I watched another documentary uh, about abortion and this woman who worked at Planned Parenthood and she said, you know, she made a lot of money through abortions and she ended up opening her own clinic and then she was really making a lot of money, and it, she said it was really hard to turn away from that income. Um, but she also went through in detail. I gotta figure out. I'll find. I don't even know if it's an old documentary, but I gotta find the title of it because it escapes me right now. But um, she was saying that they had a whole system. Where they came into the schools when kids were young and they already started grooming them, um, encouraging them to be sexually active so that they could be guaranteed a certain number of abortions out of like every girl wow. you know, at a young age, um, you know, without getting into the whole story. But essentially their their whole plan was to get a hold of your children mm. and encourage them not to share it with you as the parent so you you don't even know what your kids were doing <laughs> like oh you know and of course they're gonna call a place like pa- planned parenthood and she even admitted they gave them um when the girls were like 12 13 whatever they started giving them birth control and condoms and things <laughs> our children are now not in the room by the way mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um and they gave them the ones that, like, birth control that didn't work, the cheapest contraceptive, so that they would be ineffective. So, you know, they would be more likely to get pregnant, so they could make money off that abortion. And then the the girl is scared because she's pregnant, and she doesn't want to tell her parents, and her life is over, so she calls Planned Parenthood, and she said they they had a whole script to say to that girl hmm. to make her feel like okay, this was this is the answer to my problem. So they, they would say, we can help you with that. We can get rid of this problem for you. And I just got chills because it was just so disgusting. Yeah. Like, like people didn't mean anything. It was just get them pregnant, get them active at a young age, and then make money off killing their baby. Like, what a sick world.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a business to them. Yeah. Like, a, a few years ago, they had... Uh, David Daladin did those undercover videos.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, like, basically, Planned Parenthood, the execs bragged about how much money they make selling baby parts. Yet, their... You know, the case was dismissed or whatever. And it was, like, looked over. And David Daladin, actually, I think, might have got arrested for... Yeah,
1: he it, got in,
0: tr- in yeah. big trouble. I think he... he ultimately freed him uh, or let him go but yeah it's like if the evil is exposed it's been exposed yet it keeps being covered up like nothing like business as usual and now you know i'm not a political person but the the party on the left the next nomination for president on that side is going to be so pro-abortion it's going to be crazy and again, not that the government's going to solve it, but it's it's this, the judgment is on this country, on this nation right now. There's, and this is part of it. You know, a nation that kills seventy, you know, million babies, you know, three thousand a day, like it's nothing.
1: It just makes no sense. It's like, right? And, are we so brainwashed mm-hmm. that we are insensitive to it?
0: And here's the inconsistencies, because I bet, like. I, you saw the story, and maybe saw the video. I don't know, of uh, a baby recently was found on the side of the road in a plastic, in a plastic bag. bag. Newborn yeah. baby, umbilical cord was still there. Mm-hmm. And I guess a local person heard, like heard the crying. He heard the yeah. crying and called the police. And I saw some of the video and uh, from the officer's uh, body cam. And he opened the bag, and there's this baby. I
1: actually didn't see. Right day. in the bag,
0: right. So uh, I believe a majority of people would be outraged. I bet a, a majority of people who are pro-abortion
1: mm-hmm. like,
0: are outraged. Oh, how can anybody do that? How and,
1: could you just have your baby but in the woods? if and... that happened
0: three months earlier in a doctor's office, you know, where the baby was actually torn limb from limb, they're, they're fine with that. That's okay. Yeah. But so either they're inconsistent on one side or the other. Either be consistent and say you can kill a baby whenever. Or be consistent and say, no, that is a human and we can't kill it at all. So be consistent. But that that's the problem is that the unsaved mind is, is warped. They're going to have that inconsistency because sin has affected all of them. It's it's total depravity. So they can't even think straight. Or would they think straight enough to say, okay, this is wrong, but not that? Well, no, we need to be consistent here. You need to be called out on that. And really you need to repent and put your trust in Christ. Because that's the only way any of this is going to end. The only way any of this craziness in the world will end is by us putting our trust in Christ and being transformed out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So there is hope as As dark as it is,
1: yeah, I mean,
0: as dark as it is out there, and I'm preaching the gospel, and there's no response, just stone faced looks, some people smirking, like like who's this person? some people I think we're receiving it, but just feel they're trapped and have to go to this clinic, but just the some of the stone faced looks where they're gospel hardened, I would say, like. They've heard it before. (laughs) Yeah. You know, a majority of people in this country have heard it, but they're just so callous to it right now. God has either given them over or, you know, hopefully he grants them repentance.
1: And I almost think, like, social media has made it—it's good and it's bad in a way. Because I think it fuels the fire for a lot of people on their side.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Like, they just— the more posts they see against their view, they just get angrier and angrier and angrier, you know. Mm-hmm. And it makes them want to like be in fight mode all the time. All right.
0: And another inconsistency that I noticed lately too is like uh, I guess these these children at the border didn't have oh, proper yeah. hygiene or they're just not mm-hmm. being taken care of properly. So those on the left are outraged at that, mm-hmm. which it, I believe that's terrible. We shouldn't. We should respect children. And humans, no matter what. Yet, they say we can slaughter them in the womb. So, again, inconsistent. Like,
1: Who do you care about? <laughs> yeah, who do you care about?
0: Like, this is wrong. <laughs> like, or do you really actually care about those kids, or is that you, just your political move at this point? Because like, yeah. you, you hate the current administration so much and what they're doing with immigration that you're like, oh, this is terrible. I'm going to, you know, yet babies can be murdered in the womb. It's It's mind-boggling. It's-
1: it, it really is. I don't know.
0: Mind-boggling. Well, this is an exciting episode. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Back to...
1: <laughs> it's Some just...
0: serious discussion. But it has to be had. I, I think, again, I want to encourage Christians to get involved in this. If you don't feel called to go to the abortion mill, encourage others to go. Pray for others that go. Support,
1: yeah.
0: support others. Go to endabortionnow.com and support that ministry. Yeah, They're doing great work and they're helping other churches. They're raising up other churches to do exactly that, go to the mill. Uh, they have information about going to your local magistrate. They have information about adoption and how you can get your local church involved with paperwork ready to go for adoptions. So they're not just caring about pro-birth. It's pro life through and through because these humans are made in the image of god the mothers and fathers of these babies as well they go there and talk to them and take care of them and that's what why i go i don't go just to say don't do this you're wrong you're going to hell i say don't do this we love you put your faith in christ turn to him turn from your sin have your baby we will help you Mm -hmm. You don't have to do this. Don't do this. And I shared the truth with them that if you you do this, if you do not repent from any of your sin, not just this sin, any of your sin, if you haven't put your trust in Christ, you will spend an eternity in hell. I I have to be honest. I have to warn them. That is the wrath to come. Flee the wrath that is to come. Do it now. Today is the day of salvation. But here is the hope that Jesus lived a perfect, righteous life. God wants... He commands us to live a righteous life. We can't. We messed up. We fall. We all fell in Adam. Adam sinned. We inherit that sin. So we're born natural sinners. We're born sinners. We sin because we are sinners. So the righteous wrath of God is on us. But we need to turn to Christ because God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world might be saved through him. But we have to believe, because those who don't believe are judged already. So if they haven't, if anybody hasn't put their trust in Christ, hasn't believed in Christ, and this is, isn't just like, oh, I believe Jesus died. No, this belief yeah. will change you. It will. Right. It will change the way you live. It. It would. Like Ray Comfort always says, it's like put it on the parachute. You have to trust the parachute. You have to trust it enough to open the parachute. So you don't just put it on and trust yeah. it and then fall till you splat you put it on <laughs> and you trust it and you pull that cord pull till you splat. and it's like it's like saying oh i believe that chair is going to hold my weight but you never sit in the chair do you actually believe that chair is going to hold your weight
1: yeah
0: so i believe christ died for me so I, i'm going to live as if he did so i'm going to live a changed life through the power of the holy spirit that took my heart of stone gave me a heart of flesh and that's what we want that's why we go to the clinic that's why people go and open air evangelize That's why pastors preach the way they do the gospel, because we don't want anyone to perish, because that was us. We were heading for hell. We were unbelievers. We were in our unbelief until we were born again by the Spirit of God to believe, and now we were transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His marvelous light. So now the wrath of God does not abide on us, but it will abide on those. It will be on those who do not repent, who do not turn from their sin, and trust in Jesus Christ. And that is the message of the gospel. That is the hope of God. The hope of the kingdom. That we can be in the kingdom of God by putting our trust in Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. So there is hope for the world. And Jesus wins. We know how the story ends. Jesus wins. Every knee will bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So either you're going to bow and confess in love, in repentance, where you will bow and confess later in judgment.
1: Hmm.
0: I'd rather the former for you, for everyone. So that's my presentation of the gospel (laughs) today. (laughs) (laughs) And then once you do, get in the game. Once you repent and put your trust in Christ, get in the game.
1: Isn't that a song from High School Musical? Get get your head in the game. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it goes.
0: In the game. Uh. anything you'd like to add
1: and now we that? will take a break for a commercial and we'll be right back
3: what's up everyone this is James Watkins host of the 5 Souls Podcast and founder of 5 Souls Ministries Be sure to check out our podcast that releases every Thursday on your favorite podcasting app as we discuss Christian doctrine and dive into the Reformed theological distinctives and their continued relevance for the church and world today. Grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, scripture alone, to the glory of God alone. Join us each episode as we discuss the truths of these foundational rallying cries of the Protestant Reformers and how this material helps challenge and direct the current church in its life of worship and witness. Visit us online at www.5solasministries.com. That's www.the number five solasministries.com to learn more information about the ministry and to also check out our awesome Five Solas lineup of t shirts and gospel tracks. And as always, may all that you do be done to the glory of God. Soli, Deo,
0: Gloria.
1: Cool. We're back. <laughs> you
0: know anything else?
1: So if you're one of those people that think, you know, you're Christian and you're thinking, there's got to be a better way to do this. I don't, like, you're just not jiving with this, this method of reaching people at abortion mills. Um, you know, please reach out to us. Let us know what, what you're doing. You Hmm. know what I mean? Like, what, what else do you think would be an effective way?
0: Yeah. If you have a better way. Or this doesn't even have I mean, to be a better way, yeah. another way. I
1: think there's there's tons of ways to do a lot of things. But. Yeah. Um, Doing nothing because you don't know the best way, I don't think is a good idea. Either. Yeah, doing
0: nothing is not an option. Doing nothing and criticizing those who are doing something is even worse. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we get that a lot. Yeah, Why are you doing that? Well, at least yeah, trying
1: something. Like. Yeah,
0: it bothers me when people... And they might do it in a loving way, and maybe I react wrong. But when I get the, oh, I don't think that way is effective. It's not the way I would do it. And then you ask, what way would you do it? But I don't it, know. I'm still working through that. Even if it that, saved like,
1: one baby, wouldn't that be effective? <laughs> like, I think so. Is that one baby's life worth... Yeah. Worth and your one think, day... I a... think
0: one soul is worth it. If you can just save one soul, open air preaching. And I don't even have to know who that soul is.
1: Yeah, if one soul does not go to eternal hell...
0: Right. That's worth it. hmm And we won't know, like, until we're in heaven one day. And I just picture that, like, somebody coming up and, and being like, Hey, weren't <laughs> you the guy that was open air preaching? And I threw... My, spear <laughs> like, my beer at <laughs> you. Like, I thought about it when I sobered up, and you know, I'm sure there's going to be so many stories like that. I, I'm sure George Whitfield, when he got to heaven, mm. the guy that threw a cat at him, like my, maybe he was saved. <laughs> right? Who knows? Like he got, some dude threw through a dead cat at George Whitfield, and other worse things. I'm sure people threw. Bam. Yeah, I don't want to mention, but mm. but that's we're called to go, and we go. But if there's other ways, like definitely pray. Like pray that God ends ends abortion. Pray that He ends the the judgment on this nation and grants repentance to many. Because we still are called to pray and be. And that's revival always starts with great great prayers. You can also contribute financially if you know you can find ministries that are doing this. I mentioned it several times. endabortionnow.com. dot com go there, you can be a monthly supporter. You can just give one time. And they're not even telling me to promote them. Yeah really (laughs) They're not even part of the Christian podcast community. (laughs) But there's still a great ministry that I've learned a lot from. Christian podcast community. (laughs) I
1: don't think you have Uh.
0: but there there are great organizations, Christian organizations getting involved to help save babies, but more importantly preach the gospel. Bring the gospel to the people. I always picture, and I, I might have mentioned this before, when Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. The fishing that they were doing back then wasn't like rod and reel. They're casting a net. So the whole picture is cast out a huge net and pull in as many fish as you can. Mm. And and Jesus later in one of his parables says that he will separate the the good fish from the bad fish. Mm. Right? So we go to where people are We go to the gates of hell The gates of hell will not prevail against the church Gates are also defensive mechanisms So it's not like the gates of hell are coming against us We have to go to the gates And what's more of a gate of hell than a, an abortion mill So we go to the gates of hell Cast out a net Pull in as many fish as we can So ministries that are doing this I, I pray for them I encourage them I support them And And we just need more more fishermen Fishermen. yeah we need more workers of the harvest field I'm going to read this will be the last thing I say and then we can sign off for the day I'm just going to read one more thing from Luke chapter 10 starting in verse 1 the word says now after this the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them in pairs ahead of him to every city and place where he himself was going to come And he was saying to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest field. So the Lord is even telling us, Jesus is telling us to pray for more, more laborers to go out into the field. And the only way we can get more laborers into the field is if more people are saved. So we need more. We need to pray that God awakens dead hearts to go out into the field. To awaken more dead hearts. Because he uses means. He uses us. He uses Christians to preach the gospel. To grow his kingdom. I'm sure there's another way he could have chose to do it. (laughs) But he chose to do it this way. His sovereign choice. His sovereign will. Is to have us. Broken vessels that are restored to life. To go out and tell others how to find eternal life. And we go to the gates of hell to do it. So please subscribe on iTunes. Check out ChristianPodcastCommunity.org and all the great podcasts that are on there. And our Facebook page, What Are We Even Doing Here? That's probably where you can, if you want to interact with us, go there, interact. You can send us uh, messages through that. We don't have an email yet, but you can also check out WhatAreWeEvenDoingHere.com. That'll give you all the links to all the stuff that we have so far. We're going to hopefully get some blog posts on there. And we also have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash What Are We Even Doing Here. You can support us, uh, help us make this podcast better for you. And that's all I got for you. <laughs> did I forget anything? <laughs> I think I said it all. I think you did. Christian podcast <laughs> org. Sorry, I think it's .org. ChristianPodcastCommunity.org. Orga. Org. Or you can go to StrivingForEternity.com yeah. and find podcasts and it's on there
1: where's that dot org
0: I say dot org is that dot org man dot org dot com dot net <laughs> dot biz dot dot dot, 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 dot. dot. That let me diaper? see
1: that diaper baby
0: it's, it's, it is striving for eternity org yeah but that's a great ministry too you can always support striving for eternity and also, Five Solas Ministries. Another, <laughs> another great one. I'm just a, I'm a promoter. I no. promote good people, good things that I believe in. So that's what I do on this podcast. <laughs> this podcast. You're
1: the promoter.
0: Back to you, Karen.
1: Mm. Well, if that's all then. Uh, anyone else want to say goodbye? goodbye. Bye. Choo choo bye. Choo choo bye. That you will seek the kingdom of God. and continue to learn what we
0: are even doing here. Grace and peace.